The New Testament reading for this morning is taken from the book of Acts, beginning in the 16th chapter, the 16th verse. We wrote these things. One day on our way to the place of prayer, a slave girl ran into us. She was a psychic and with her fortune telling made a lot of money for the people who owned her. And she started following Paul around, calling everyone's attention to us by yelling out, These men are working for the Most High God. They're laying out the road of salvation for you. She did this for a number of days until Paul finally fed up with her, turned and commanded the spirit that possessed her, Out! In the name of Jesus Christ, get out of her. And it was gone just like that. And when her owners saw that their lucrative little business was suddenly bankrupt, they went after Paul and Silas, roughed them up, and dragged them into the market square. And then the police arrested them and pulled them into a court with the accusation, these men are disturbing the peace, dangerous Jewish agitators subverting our Roman law and order. And by this time the crowd had turned into a restless mob out for blood. The judges went along with the mob, had Paul and Silas's clothes ripped off and ordered a public beating. And after beating them black and blue, they threw them into jail, telling the jailkeeper to put them under heavy guard so there would be no chance of escape. And he did just that, threw them into the maximum security cell in the jail and clamped leg irons on them. Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God, and the other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. Then, without warning, a huge earthquake in the jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open. All the prisoners were loose. Startled from sleep, the jailer saw the door swinging loose on their hinges, and assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he pulled out his sword and was about to do himself in, figuring he was as good as dead anyway. When Paul stopped him, Don't do that. We're all still here. Nobody's run away. And the jailer got a torch and ran inside. Badly shaken, he collapsed in front of Paul and Silas, and he led them out of the jail and asked, Sirs, what do I have to do to be saved, to really live? And they said, Put your entire trust in the Master Jesus, and then you'll live as you were meant to live, and everyone in your house included. And they went on to spell out in detail the story of the Master, and the entire family got in on this part. They never did get to bed that night. The jailer made them feel at home, dressed their wounds, and then, he couldn't wait till morning, was baptized. He and everyone in his family. There in his home, he had food set out for a festive meal. It was a night to remember. He and his entire family had put their trust in God, and everyone in the house was in on the celebration. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
presence and power of the great spirit of love and truth which flows through all the universe and to be with us and to show us the way. Open our ears, our hearts, our minds this day. Your witness and speaking the truth, 
the better your chances are of finding yourself in huge kettles of hot water. How many of us would be willing to do the same? Speak a word of truth without expecting any reward. In fact, knowing full well both you and your message will be rejected, ridiculed, maybe even relocated. When your concern for someone close to you who is addicted leads to an intervention, don't expect for them to thank you. Expect to be yelled at, kicked at, and probably rejected. When you push your two-year-old's hand away from a hot stove, don't expect them to thank you. Expect to be yelled at, kicked at, rejected. When you confront your best friend with suspicions that he's cheating on his wife, don't expect him to thank you. Expect to be yelled at, kicked, rejected. When you point out questionable practices at work, don't expect your boss to thank you. When you call out the emperor has no clothes, don't expect emperors to thank you. So how do you hold back nothing in life and still survive? Can we possibly live with such a strong focus on truth? Well, I think we've seen this kind of commitment acted out before. You see, Paul didn't care what the feedback was from his listeners. His mission was to tell the truth as he'd come to know it in his heart. If the reaction of his listeners was his primary focus, he would have given up the mission field quite quick, I'm afraid. I believe that Paul understood that trying to do the right thing, doing good, was its own reward. And when you think about it, folks, it really has to be. Because the chances of someone praising you, someone blessing you, rewarding you for doing good and speaking truth are really becoming rarer and rarer in today's world. The reward for Paul was satisfying the call that was placed upon his life. Because he'd been granted a vision for the future that included telling people that he encountered the good news found in Jesus the Christ. And the power of such a boldly spoken truth was that it has far reaches into the future. It is a hopeful word. I think we also see this modeled in good parenting. Perhaps it even reminds you of experiences with your own mother. Often willing to set aside their own desires, their central focus was providing opportunities for children for better life. Whether it be a spoken word, a selfless deed, a healing kiss, or a gift of time and presence, that willing spirit models a spirit of truth that recognizes there is something else going on here beyond that which we so easily experience. Care for another provides hope for the future. I see it modeled time after time here by our UMW, be it in conversations about how to provide individually wrapped roles of 
toilet paper for those who have none, to cherry pie and toddler planning and execution, to clothing drives and building earrings for women in the midst of cancer treatments, and the list goes ever on. Caring for others provides a stretch of hope for another day. You know, the end of our story finds Paul and Silas in prison. Please remember this, no good deed goes unpunished. But while there, the Spirit ever-present makes good work of singing voices during earthquakes, providing yet another open door to delivering hopeful good news to an entire family that longs to hear it. One simply needs to be willing to grow in grace and service wherever one might find oneself. And the closing story to illustrate my point. A man stood at the gates of heaven where St. Peter stopped him and said, Oh no, you don't get into heaven anymore just for being good. You have to have done something truly great. Have you done anything you can say is really and truly great in your life? Well, the man thought for a minute. And then he said, well, I'll tell you what. I saw a group of skinhead bikers harassing an old lady. So I kicked over the leader's bike and slapped him across the face. Well, that's quite brave, St. Peter explained. When did you do that? Well, about three minutes ago. Children of God. Be brave. Amen.